Hello, and welcome to Midweek in the Word podcast, brought to you by Faith Bible in Lincoln, Nebraska. Every week, we strive to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. Look for us every Wednesday where you stream your podcasts. Here's our host, Faith Bible's Adult Ministries pastor, Brad Myers. Hello again, listeners, and welcome to another week on Midweek in the Word. Thanks so much for tuning in and taking the time to join us and for joining us for the rest of our series. If you're new to the series, you may not know that we've been moving through the books of the Old Testament in a series we're calling Bearing Witness, talking about how all of the Old Testament points to the person and work of Christ. If you have been with us, you know that we've gone through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers thus far in 2022. This week, we're going to talk about the fifth book of the Pentateuch in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy. I'm looking forward to a fascinating dialogue on this book, on unearthing some of what is there. Uh, But before I get into that discussion, I want to introduce our guest this week on the podcast, the one who will be guiding us through Deuteronomy in our Bibles this week, Daryl DeGraff. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's an FBC adult teacher and our resident Old Testament scholar. You'll you'll smile with me saying that, Daryl, but he is a consummate lover of the Old Testament and agreed to join us on Deuteronomy here on the podcast. Welcome, Daryl. Thank you. Thanks so Glad much to for be here. Good deal. Thanks so much for coming on. Listeners, I know you'll enjoy getting to hear from Daryl, but before we get to that, give me just one second. And uh, I want to talk about the fact that this last Sunday, Tom was in Hebrews 9, uh, where the author continues his discussion on the better priestly ministry of Christ. If you missed that message from Tom, I'd encourage you to check it out on our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. Just hit that media button and go down to the sermons button, and you can find any of those past sermons in case you've missed them, and you can catch up Uh, with any of those sermons you've missed. You can also search for Faith Bible Church Lincoln, Nebraska, wherever you get your podcasts, and look for the podcast with a black background and the white letters, and then you can catch up on your sermons feeds uh, on the podcast as well. Well, Daryl, let's dive into this discussion. I'm really excited for our listeners to get to hear a better idea about Deuteronomy, but also a better idea about who you are. So I want to take a moment here at the beginning, and I want you to introduce yourself to our listeners Um, Listeners, you know that whenever I have a new guest on the podcast, I like to ask three questions of them. Uh, What's your one-minute testimony? How did you end up at Faith Bible Church? And what's a favorite verse of yours and why? So, Daryl, what is your one-minute testimony? Um, I grew up in a completely godless family. uh, But when I married Jean, she's a Lutheran. And so we went to the Wisconsin Center Lutheran Church because we lived in Wisconsin, and that's what her family was. Mm. And when we moved down here from Wisconsin... Um, she got a job at the Village Inns as a bookkeeper, and uh, uh, a couple of pastors, or a, a pastor and um, another person from Indian Hills would come downstairs there after, the, uh, after their Wednesday morning breakfast and evangelize. <laughs> and they invited Jean um, to a, uh, a walk through the Bible in a home Bible study, and we went... Um, Against my better judgment. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, one thing that they would always talk about there was, um, you know, what's your testimony? And this is what Jesus did and, and all that. You know, and to me it was all foreign. Mm. Um, but one Sunday morning I was sitting in our Lutheran church and I heard this guy preach the gospel. And I almost fell out of my chair because mm. I couldn't believe it. He's yeah, Christ died for our sins, and I'm like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was a big surprise. So, um, 
I became a believer then, and Jean was pregnant with Katie, and I stupidly uh, said, well, I want to start studying Greek right now. So <laughs> Ambitious. Uh, what's that? Ambitious, to be yeah, sure. So um, anyway, that's when I became a <laughs> That's how I became a believer in less than a minute. Wow. Very, very good. Um, so so how did you end up at Faith Bible Church? How did you oh, end up here? Yes. So um, we had started out at Indian Hills, and uh, when our son was little, um, he had some real problems, and um, physical uh, mm. problems. Mm. And uh, one time when Gene was up in uh, Wisconsin visiting family, I went to Oak Lake Bible Church and heard the Old Testament taught, and I was, like, floored by it. And mm-hmm. um, so I said to Jean when she came back, I said, you know, we need to go over to to um, Oak Lake and, and um, you know, give a listen and see if this is a better place for us because of the problems that Aaron was having. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were there for, I don't know, it was a lot of years anyway, I think, 15 years, something yeah. like that. Um, and then, you know, things change. And um, a number of our friends went to other churches, and we were looking for a different church And um, because of things that were some things that were happening in our uh, church. And um, a good friend of ours who was the youth pastor at um, Oak Lake had started coming here. Mm. And uh, so we said... Buzz is a wise guy, so <laughs> so you know we'll see if you know this is a good fit for us. And it was just like being at Oak Lake again. Wow! In the in the earlier times. So how so, many years ago would that have been? Uh, well, I think we've been here. I don't know. I don't know the years, but sure. we started coming to faith when it was down at Lincoln Christian. So, oh, so most most of the time then. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. That, so. Maybe maybe I'm just in a nostalgic mood as we think through the 29 years and all yeah. that here coming up this spring. Yeah, um, it's been a long time. Lastly, um, and maybe my favorite question: What is a personal favorite verse of yours, and why? <laughs> Um, surprisingly, we're actually studying the book and are going to talk about the book in which it is found, and that's uh, Deuteronomy 6.4. Mm. Um, uh, and in fact, it's this whole passage here where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But um, one mm. of the things that is interesting about that verse is how the words are so simple here, but um, you'll... And if you look at the footnotes in the Bible like that I'm using here, there are like three or four different translations, and mm. there are more than that possible. And um, But the essence of it is that God is God. There is no other, and he alone is God. Mm. So there's no God that he can be compared to and no God that he... Um, that compares to him. So he is he he is God, he alone. So Amen. that's what drives me. But then it's followed up. So you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your uh, strength. Um, and uh, so it takes you further, not just to that as a theological proposition, but as a way to live life, because then it talks about, you know, when you're out walking around with your kids, you're laying down at night and all this sort of, that's yeah. when you talk about the Lord. Yeah. So, Amen. And, and about what he's done. So, 
Amen. My Very favorite good. Verse. Yes. It's, it's, it seems an appropriate thing, like that you would yeah. give me the Shema as, as your favorite <laughs> verse from the Old it, Testament. It, it is. Yeah, I have it hanging on the wall of, uh, well, what's kind of my study at, at home. So, Very good. But it, it's in Hebrew, but beneath it, it, it gives you sort of a pronunciation guide and um, a translation as well. But Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, you've got just a taste of Daryl's love for the Old Testament and specifically for this book of Deuteronomy. So let's take a moment. Let's dive in here, Daryl. Um, and I want us to approach this book much like we've approached the other ones um, by trying to frame it up as if we're kind of new listeners, as if we're totally new to this book. What would we need to understand as we set down to begin reading Deuteronomy for the first time? We'll start with our first question. What is the occasion? What is the situation of the book of Deuteronomy? Uh, well, that's pretty easy because he tells you right in the opening verses. It's so um, much easier when they do that, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So they're so they're at the uh, in the land of Moab, just across the river uh, from uh, the promised land, and Moses uh, basically is giving a collection of speeches um, to prepare the people to enter the the land. Uh, before he dies, because he's not going to be allowed to go into the land. Mm -hmm. So these are like sort of his, uh, as it were, last will and testament to the uh, to the Israelites um, before they enter the land. Yeah, listeners, if if you're if you're new, um, let me review here just a bit because we've covered the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers so far. If you were listening, you know that we've covered each of those uh, one week at a time. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to those, but. This all makes sense in light with what we were talking about the last few weeks. Genesis establishes the world and establishes this people of God. You get the patriarchs and the beginning of the story as they head down to Egypt. Exodus really pulls the people out of Egypt. We see God constituting this people at Mount Sinai and establishing their worship of him. Leviticus addresses the, the issue of their worship of God and, and how that is going to work as the people come together. Numbers moves us into kind of the story of how did the people not end up in the land the first time. We talked about that last week here on the podcast. Well, now we've gone full circle, 40 years around. Um, Moses, we found out last week, isn't going to go into the promised land either. And we find ourselves in Deuteronomy where Moses is delivering these farewell addresses uh, to the people right on the cusp of entering the land finally this time after the first generation has all died in the book of Numbers. All right, so this is very much in keeping with the story thus far in the Bible. So how does Moses go about talking to the people? How is this book organized um, when it's all put together? Well, and I, I know my, my approach is to read it as one long uh, discussion, but it, um, most people see it as a collection of, of speeches to the people. But the transitions are... Smooth. Mm, that's <laughs> so, a good way to put it. So yeah. it's um, it seems less like uh, a bunch of individual uh, speeches, but there are themes that run through them. Mm. Uh, for example, you know we were just mentioning about him not being able to go into the land. He doesn't just say that once here at the beginning and that's the end of it. Mm. He says it numerous times, and there's a reason for that. It's because. Um, the people will not live long in the land if they don't obey God's word and honor him. Mm. And this is the reason that Moses can't go in. Even though he's like the most, this is not the right word, but like the most righteous guy around. Right. You know, right. the most godly guy around, the most humble around. But he can't go in 
because um, he didn't honor God at the at uh, Massa. Is that where it was? The place with the water and the rock. Um, and uh, and he'll reiterate that. And the reason he reiterates that is so that people will learn. You won't be staying in the land mm. if you sin too. Mm. So you need to keep God's word. You need to guard your heart and love the word and do what God says. Mm. So, Amen. Amen. As he, as he speaks to like, again, the final words, what, it, it's fitting that he would address like his own failure and say, don't, don't make the mistake I made right. as you enter the land. And again, the people are very familiar with this covenant. They, they ratified the covenant. This was the, the words of the covenant would have gone with them. They were familiar with the fact that blessings if you obey, curses and, and banishment from the land if you disobey God's word yep. on this theme. So he's telling them in some ways what they already know, and yet he feels the need to say it again. Um, and, and that's what the whole book is doing. It's saying the same thing. And, but the sad part is... When he gets to the end of the book and he's and um, he's talking to them, he says, "Now, even while I'm standing here telling you this, you're plotting to mm. disobey God." Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But you know, as as their shepherd, so to speak, um, you know, he's encouraging them, and especially he says, so that. Um, this is from a poem. I mean, he's, he's teaching them a poem as part of the end of the book. And he says, this poem will be on your children's lips mm. and it will accuse you yeah. when, you're, when you're removed from the land. It's a, a bit of a foreshadowing yeah. of where the rest of the book is going to go. Yeah. Um, we're going to get a very similar theme, listeners, even with just the next book. At the end of Joshua's life, as we head into Judges, we're going to see a very similar thing from Joshua, where he's like, do not forsake this, and the people end up going astray as well. So much like our hearts. We've already talked about that in Genesis through Numbers, that these people are so much like who we are, Mm -hmm. apart from God's intervention. Okay, so then let's, let's move it toward the territory of ourselves as well. In light of the fact that Moses is delivering these speeches to a people anticipating going into the promised land... Uh, how do we set about reading this book? What sort of things do we need to keep in mind as we read the book of Deuteronomy for ourselves? Um, well, <laughs> my approach is simplistic. I just say, just let Moses speak and just think about what he's saying and ask yourself, have I heard this before? Did someone else say this? Mm. Um, did Moses say this earlier? And why is he repeating himself, for example? Um, um, I guess it, it's mostly just, it's a book. Yeah. So read it like a book. Yeah. <laughs> and try to try to track with what he's saying. Yeah. And um, I, I love your comment about reading it um, just straight through as right. well. It's, um, listeners, I know that may sound like a little bit of a crazy thing to do, reading all the chapters of Deuteronomy in one setting, but if you can find the time to sit down and read this yep. in one setting, it's amazing how it all begins to connect and how you begin yep. to see and, and kind of hear, like, the audience would have heard Moses addressing these things to begin with right, to yeah. this people. Uh, so I would encourage you to do that if you can. But for most of us, that's probably not tackleable. No, so. but, I mean, even over a few days, you know, yeah. unless you're my age, you probably remember things. <laughs> so you'll remember what you read yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it'll, it'll bring things to mind. And if, you have, if you've read all the way through uh, Genesis through Numbers already— 
then a lot of the same things are coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, there is a goodly sized section of law in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Which is sort of like what its name says. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that a little bit because our well, listeners may not be familiar, Daryl. Well, the, the word Deuteronomy means second law. So Deutero is, you've, you know, it means two, and namos is the Greek word for law, so second law. Um, and although um, the law also appears in other places as well, but we think of it, you know, in Exodus, but that's basically what all of Leviticus is, is, yeah. is worship law, so to speak. And I think there's some in Numbers, but my memory, of course, fails me. Yep. Um, yep. So uh, if you have that background of, of those first four books, then you should, you, know, you should hear echoes from it mm. um, uh, when you come to, to Deuteronomy. Okay, so it's an interesting thing to think about, too. Okay, if we're talking Deuteronomos, right, this, this second law, um, you've already talked about how he even repeats himself a number of times within mm-hmm. this book. It makes me think, okay, so what's, what's the message? Why is, why is him coming back to this again? What is Deuteronomy trying to say to this people and then to us? Okay, I'm probably a broken record, but I'm going <laughs> to well, take you d- back. That would seem appropriate in light of the way <laughs> Moses is approaching this here. I, I'm going to take you back to Genesis, or excuse me, Deuteronomy 6.4 again. Just think for a moment to when God created man. What did he create man for? Yeah. Created man to worship, you know, to, to rule over the, the world for sure, but to worship him and to walk with him and to love him and to serve him. I mean, you're going to read that. Um, uh, it's a little slightly maybe below the surface of the opening chapters of Genesis, but that's what he's talking about there. And when Adam sins, what has he done? He's disobeyed God. (laughs) Mm. Um, He has said, no, I'll be God, because that's the question to him. Well, you'll be just like God if you do this, right? Yeah. And he's thinking, yeah, I can be like God. So um, this is the central, the central issue in the whole of the Bible, and it's the reason for needing a Redeemer, because we blow that off all the time mm. and, and say, yes, God is God, but, you know, I'll do it my way, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and so uh, to me, that's the, this is the, the crux of um, the whole biblical message. And the coming of Christ builds right on top of it. So we would never be able to walk with him again. Mm. I mean, personally and uh, and closely, you know, go inside the veil, like it uh, says in, in Hebrews, yeah. um, were it not for Christ's sacrifice for us. So. Yeah, that, re- that reminder of the fact that the people were created to worship God, they were brought into this presence among, of a holy God, that's what we saw in Leviticus especially, um, that God prescribes how they should worship Him because they should glorify Him, and it's all accordance with His Word. You know, right. coming back to you need the word of the Lord. Like that's going to continually be a theme throughout the book of Deuteronomy. But you also mentioned how the book of Deuteronomy and the people's eventual failure to ascribe to it anticipates Christ and where we're going. Where where do we see the personal work of Christ in this book of Deuteronomy? Well, I I guess I I'm not sure that I'd say you see it um, necessarily 
directly, but you read some things like in chapter 17, they talk about um, a coming king mm-hmm. and or a, or a king that they'll ask for. Yeah. Um, but of course, the people won't really want the king that God has in mind because um, they'll want somebody who's like the kings around them. But this whole idea of the theme of a king goes back to Genesis. In fact, um, uh, one author that I've read says that um, Genesis, uh, the, the promise to Abraham that the seed that he's speaking of there and Paul picks this up in Galatians, is not to seed as the nation, but seed as one. Mm. And then further on in Genesis, toward the end, um, when um, Joseph, is it, giving his blessing, or Jacob, I can't remember which, and he says that a king is going to come from Judah. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are things that are sort of uh, working us forward to the thought of a coming king. And then there's a second thing, <laughs> and um, that's in chapter 18 when um, Moses said, you know, the Lord is going to raise up for you a prophet um, like me, and you should listen to him. Yeah. But when you get to the end of the book, it says... You know that you know there hasn't there hasn't arisen a pro- a prophet like Moses yet. Mm. So you know we're continuing to look forward to that prophet, and mm. and you know this sort of uh, plays on the ideas with um, Christ being you know prophet, priest, and king. So yeah, yeah. Um, so those those ideas are there. And once again, um, whenever you read. Um, uh, so this is a foretaste of when I teach uh, on Sunday morning, um, but but it's the same stuff, right? So um, is that whenever you read like about the sacrifices and the sa- and that people continually fall short in in the sacrifices, never have a completely um, clean conscience, yeah, a, yeah. Uh, so that you're not always uh, thinking, you know, well. Yeah, but what sin did I do that I don't remember? Yeah, you know these are you know like in Leviticus, he he, he says you know when you know you did something, you didn't do it on purpose, but it becomes revealed to you, yeah. and uh, or someone tells you and you go, oh man, I did do that, and you bring your sacrifice. But when you read how the sacrifice goes, there's like. You're not any closer to God when it's done because mm-hmm. you get, yes, it's atoned for, it's covered, but where is the proximity yeah. <laughs> to yeah. God and the fellowship with, with God? So all those things are, are sort of the subtext that leads us to we need someone who can, uh, who can take away our sin, give us a clean conscience mm. so that we can draw near to God. Yeah, much like the rest of the Pentateuch, it begs for that one, that prophet, priest, and king who will come once and finally address the issue that we see all the way through these five books. Okay, now we don't ever want to stop reading any book, and Deuteronomy may be hard for some of us to get our minds wrapped around 
He's speaking to the Israelites then, getting them ready for the land. I'm not going to go into the promised land. I'm not an Israelite. And yet we know this applies to us as well. So speak to our people here briefly. What what does the book of Deuteronomy want us to understand, believe, do, or desire as a result of reading it? Um, I'm a broker, broken record. <laughs> go back to Deuteronomy 6.4 and read that and make that the center of your life, that the mm, Lord amen. is God and there is no other. Um, that's the place to start. So... So then the next thing he says, you know, when you walk in the way, when you're hanging out, when you go to bed, when you wake up in the night, Psalm 119, and you're laying on your bed, you know, ponder his word. Think about him. Uh, those are the things that um, uh, enhance mm. <laughs> our, our relationship with the Lord is to be, you know, constantly thinking on on him and then look to him for salvation. I mean, you know, Moses says to them in... I forget, chapter 10, you know, the problem that you have is an uncircumcised heart. So if you're like, if you're not sure like where you stand with God, maybe that's the problem, an an uncircumcised heart. But someday God will give you a new heart and um, then you'll have, you know, relationship with him. He's saying the same thing to these people. That's in chapter 30. Um, And it's the same thing that, pitch, I guess, <laughs> um, that we'll be looking at in um, Hebrews 10. So Very it's good. the same thing because there he plants his word in their heart and their mind. Mm. So, um, yeah. and, and it becomes theirs because they've been, um, now that their sin is out of the way, now they can serve God mm. like they should and draw near to him. Yeah, it's that classic, um, you know, question of catechism. What is the chief aim of man, yeah. right? To worship him and enjoy him forever. Yep. That He's calling them back to that and, and calling us back to that. Yeah. Say, what is our chief aim? What is life really about? What are we really focused on? Yeah. Worshiping God and enjoying him forever. Some of the stuff in here is kind of hard to read. Like, you know, if you, if you get to the later, to, well, there's the law section. Nobody likes reading all the rules and <laughs> we, stuff. We've talked about um, that in the past few weeks. But, but, you know, even with those, like I said before, they remind you of um, what God wants. That is to say, they're, they... Uh, they tell you what God is looking for in his people, mm. people who have the mind of God, you know, who think like he does. So to eat unclean foods, uh, you know, it's like, well, God wants us to be clean and pure and righteous and upright and all those sorts of things. So that's, it's not, uh, you know, you, you read those and you kind of go, this is really boring, but it's talking to you about what God thinks about what people should be, what they should do. And yes, a, a lot of them are, and especially this way in, in Exodus, I think, is that as the laws are given to the people uh, because of their rejection of God um, and they're distancing themselves from him by not wanting to hear him speak and the imposition of a, of a uh, priestly um, order and the rules for them. I mean, all of this uh, reminds us that we're far from God, mm. and we need to, you know, hear what He has to say. Um, yeah. What else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Amen. I think it's the right, it's the right thing to say there. Um, 
Well, listeners, hopefully that we have uh, shed a little bit light on, or a, of light on this book of Deuteronomy. Hopefully you find it uh, illuminating both our discussion and your next time reading through the book, that this helps you read as you read through Deuteronomy, uh, whenever that might be. Now, let me just remind you of just a few of the highlights that Daryl has talked about here in the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, number one, remember this, this is a book of speeches given to the people before they enter the land, written by Moses, much like the rest of the Pentateuch. Um, it's organized into kind of one long speech, but maybe there are these subcategories you talked about, different people debate on exactly how that is. But the best way to read it is still just read clear through it, understand the major emphasis as if it were one speech, this primary message um, speaking to us as far as drawing near to God, being um, worshiping him on his terms according to his word and living in accordance with what he desires for his people as they worship him and live for him. Good encouragement for all of us as we focus on that in our own lives and hopefully see that in the book of Deuteronomy as we read it going forward. Well, listeners, um, actually, we have an interesting treat for you. Normally, this would be where I'd say this coming Sunday, Tom will be preaching on but as sovereignty would have it, Daryl will actually be in the pulpit. We did not line this up on purpose when we set out this course way back when. Uh, but Daryl, you will be in the pulpit preaching on Hebrews 10, 1 through 18. Um, you want to give us just a brief sense uh, for what that message is going to be about uh, from Hebrews 10 on Sunday? Yeah, um, so the message through Hebrews has been that, you know, Christ is is greater than the angels, he's greater than Moses, he's greater than the priesthood, all of those things. And um, it's been, although he's talked about us and there have been warnings about us and our, and our relationship to God and hearing what's being said, this section in chapter 10 um, is very subjective, very personal for us. Because mm. the way that it starts out, it says, you know, the sacrifices in the Old Testament, they didn't, they didn't make us perfect. And the idea of, of perfection as it uh, uh, appears in these verses is to have a clean conscience before God so you can draw near to him. Mm. And the problem is, is our sin is always hanging over our head, what we've done in the past, what we've, um, you know, what we don't know that we did and what we'll probably do when we walk out the door. Mm. Um, but um, uh, so it becomes intensely personal and it's all, and, and the part that I'm really jazzed about this, <laughs> this little poem that's in the middle of it, it's from Psalm 40, um, but and I'm really struck. So you should read that this. Mm. Um, the the two verses that are quoted are there are three verses quoted, but two quoted in chapter ten of of Hebrews. And just notice the way those first two verses are put together, and ask yourself why did he write this this way. Um, but it's for you. <laughs> uh, wonderful <laughs> and, hook for and our then listeners. There's a follow-up to to that. And he's still talking about Christ's offering and his once-for-all offering and his and the perfection that it brings and the sanctification that it brings, because um, we're uh, sanctified by that, by him doing God's will. Um, but then there's as as I mentioned before, you know, in, in Hebrew or in Deuteronomy 30, he talks about um, you know, when they're in captivity, they'll turn to the Lord and he will give them a new heart 
Mm. Um, that's in chapter 30, verse 6. But you read it here in this section, chapter 10, 1 through 18 in Hebrews, you get a new heart mm. <laughs> and a new mind. Yeah. So many of those themes that we've picked up over the last five weeks here talking on the podcast from the Old Testament, we're going to see as Hebrews 10 continues and as Daryl's in the pulpit. Listeners, we would encourage you to join us for that time at either our 9 o'clock or 1030 services. We would love to see you there. Also, just a few things to note for you as you come on Sunday morning. Uh, we will be continuing our adult classes uh, on Sunday. The three classes, if you've tuned in any of those, Gentle and Lowly will be taught by Gordon Opp back in room 21. Uh, getting to the Heart of Parenting, Mike Hertzler will resume that class in room one. And then the New Testament survey class will continue as well in the fellowship hall. All of those being at the 1030 service, we would love to see you join us for one of those And thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. If it's been helpful to you, and I hope it has, please remember you can share it, rate it, or comment on it to help other people find it. And we hope you join us again next week for Joshua on Midweek in the Word. Thanks for taking time to join us for Midweek in the Word. To hear previous podcast episodes, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Faith Bible Lincoln or tweet us at FBC Lincoln. And now we leave you with these encouraging words from Hebrews 12. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith.